There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hey, Top News listeners, this is Luke Garrett. And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, Top News from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing, a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day. If you like what you hear, head over to The DMV Download podcast and subscribe. It's Tuesday, September 13th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is The DMV Download. Brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Virginia's Attorney General Jason Meares says he's forming an election integrity unit to ensure the validity of the electoral process in the Commonwealth. But days after his announcement, little is known about the unit, which could force prosecutions against election workers and voters. We talk about it with UVA election law professor Bertrell Ross. As a voter, you're thinking, well, there must be a need for this particular unit. There must be something that this unit is designed to address. And this could sort of undermine confidence in the system. And while the new election integrity unit could present cases here locally, we hear from Commonwealth's attorneys in both Fairfax and Loudoun County who say it's just a political stunt. As the Commonwealth's attorney, we're responsible for prosecuting cases of election fraud. If there were real election fraud cases, I would know. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. Luke is off this week. Days after Virginia Attorney General Jason Meares announced the creation of a unit tasked with looking into election fraud in the Commonwealth, the ripple of reaction continues throughout academic circles, among attorneys, elected officials and voters alike. Uh, This is not new. I've had this authority in the code of Virginia for decades and decades. The attorney general has original jurisdiction uh, over both advising the Department of Election and prosecution of those that violate our election laws. Meares says that 20 attorneys, investigators and paralegals are working with the State Board of Elections and local offices to provide advice, support, and resources to ensure election law continues in a uniform manner. And WTOP caught up with Jason Miaris at an event earlier today and asked him about the unit. I think everybody on the left and the right should have full confidence in our election system. So I think it's a three-part. One is advising the Department of Election what the law is. Uh, the second are local registrars as well. This is what the law is. It's not what can't be what you think the law is. This is what the law is. And then the third, and people violate uh, our election laws, that it's my office's job to prosecute. And that's going to be the main goal is to make sure that uh, everybody has confidence. My, my belief is that it should be um, easy to vote but hard to cheat. Uh, that's, that's the standard I've always believed in. And um, that's going to be what we're going to be focused on moving forward. Joining me now to lay out the basics and kind of explain this moment for us is Bertrand Ross, who is a distinguished professor of law at the University of Virginia and director of the Karsh Center for Law and Democracy. Thanks for joining us, Professor. Appreciate it. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on. We'll start with this. Is there any reason to believe that Virginia elections have been compromised or that that there's a need for this kind of investigation? There's no evidence of widespread or systematic fraud. Um, There's been limited evidence of misconduct. There is misconduct that occurs in a variety of circumstances. Election officials may... um, 
make mistakes or they may violate the law. Candidates may violate campaign finance law. But when it comes to voters themselves, there is very little evidence of fraudulent actions in terms of voting twice or voting illegally. So some of it seems to be inspired by the big lies associated with the 2020 election that's yeah. been propagated in Republican circles, um, suggesting that there is widespread fraud. There is no such fraud. And so it's surprising to see an election integrity unit arise right now when our elections are conducted quite well and with limited fraud, if, if any at all. Do you think it sends the message to voters that there was fraud to be investigated? Like if I'm a voter and I'm not as plugged in as you are, I'm thinking, oh, wait, did I miss something? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about the attorney general making a big announcement, as a voter, you're thinking, well, there must be a need for this particular unit. There must be something that this unit is designed to address. And mm -hmm. so therefore, we perhaps should be worried about our election system. And we need this um, institution to address the problems with our election system. And this could sort of undermine confidence in the system. It could also deter participation in the system for fear of running afoul of this election integrity unit. So yeah, if you're a voter, you're, you're probably a little bit concerned about elections um, after this um, integrity unit was announced and created. Hmm. Um, as evidence that the unit is needed, uh, the Republican Party of Virginia pointed to this indictment last week of a Prince William County former registrar for corruption in office. Her name is Michelle White. But so far, the allegations against White haven't really been detailed. So we don't know exactly what the story is there. Um, the, Miaris, however, is not the only Republican leader at the state level who's pushing for stricter enforcement of voting laws. Um, where else, Professor Ross, are we seeing this happen across the country? And you mentioned earlier the big lie. Do you think this is entirely because of the 2020 election? Yeah, so it's just starting in terms of where it's happening in other parts of the country. Uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida has um, famously created his election integrity unit, um, which went to work um, this past year and came out with its first results um, with respect to catching um, misconduct and fraud. Um, what they were able to round up were a handful of individuals who, who voted when they weren't eligible to vote. And it's not, there's no intentional nefarious behavior going on here. They just didn't know about their eligibility. Um, there are other states in which um, efforts are underway to create such similar units, um, efforts in Arizona and Wisconsin and states where there is Republican control um, and enough um, Republican um, support to um, start up these units. Now, in terms of uh, where these came from, I, I think their direct lineage is the 2020 election and the big lie. And what these units are, the effects of these units are, I'm not going to go into what their design or intent is, is mm -hmm. to perhaps undermine confidence in the elections um, and undermine confidence in the past election, which could have the effect of undermining confidence in future election. Mm -hmm. And so that would raise doubts within the minds of, of Americans about whether the election elections are conducted fairly and whether their side actually lost the election, which could have detrimental effects on our democracy going forward. We have long as a country been concerned, obviously, about the integrity of our elections. There has for as long, I think, as there's been elections, been concerns about jurisdictional lines, voter suppression, uh, race as it comes into elections. Is this a notable step in any way for the Commonwealth to take it to this level to create an integrity unit to prosecute? Or is that something that we perhaps have seen before? So the worry is that the election integrity unit would become a prosecutorial unit that would ultimately um, deter voting. I'm not really that worried about finding widespread fraud. But my worry is that 
the deterrent effect and the sense and concern and fear of voting that this will create within um, those communities who may have a looser attachment with the democratic process. We've seen this history um, before in terms of the post-reconstruction period in the late 19th century. This was a, a period in which you see um, settling state actors seeking to suppress the votes of African-Americans through a variety of means, whether it be intimidation and violence, but also there, through different um, forms of, of misinformation that um, arose from government actions. So. We've seen some of this playbook before. It's in a bit different form right now, but it's just as concerning. What do you think the creation of this unit means for elected officials? Um, I mean, obviously, neither one of us is an elected official or working in a registrar's office. But it would seem to me, even as a Commonwealth attorney, this might change the job a little bit. Yeah, it, it definitely will. I mean, you'll have an elect- election integrity unit that's you know separate from yeah. um, what the Virginia Department of Elections and, and such are responsible for. And so the question is like, who who has responsibility over things? Who's looking over whose shoulder? The concern about you know, as an election official, do I have to um, be extra? cautious um, with respect to everything that I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. So you may see the process slow down a bit. And given that these election departments are often under-resourced, um, having an additional layer of responsibility can have an effect on the proper operation of elections. So the election integrity unit is designed to ensure elections with integrity, that they're properly run, but it could have the counter effect mm-hmm. of reducing the, uh, the ability of these elections to run properly because of the need for these election officials to be responsive to a whole new different entity. Obviously, it's just being formed, so we'll see what comes of it, if anything. UVA Distinguished Professor of Law, Bertrand Ross, thank you very much for your expertise on this. Thank you. And after the break, we hear from the Commonwealth's attorneys of both Loudoun and Fairfax counties about what this will mean to residents there. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602 changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We love hearing from you guys and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast. And thank you for making us a part of your day. As we talked about with Professor Ross, the formation of Virginia's Election Integrity Unit could affect elected officials and prosecutors to differing degrees. So far, the unit, which is brand new, has not produced any cases that would need prosecution. But it's possible that elected Commonwealth attorneys will be required to take evidence of election fraud to court, whether or not they believe the case is legitimate. Joining me now is Commonwealth attorney for Fairfax County, Steve Descano, who we will say from the outset has been publicly critical of Jason Miaris in the past. Um, Steve, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's always my pleasure. Um, can you tell us, I mean, this this announcement was made on Friday by the Attorney General. Uh, what your initial reaction was to the announcement of this election integrity unit? Well, my initial reaction was, um, you know, as the person who is responsible for prosecuting and has um, pr- primary responsibility for prosecuting any election fraud 
cases, at least in Fairfax County. I was surprised that the attorney general's office didn't reach out to myself and the other Commonwealth attorneys around the, the Commonwealth um, to discuss this matter at all. It seems that the announcement really was made for a political aim as opposed to actually getting at election fraud. I will also tell you um, the other reaction I had was that this really was a political action by our attorney general. We have seen this from attorney generals, uh, Republicans in other states. And really what we know is that these type of units are aimed at not necessarily finding election fraud, but decreasing election turnout primarily by black and brown members of our community. So you kind of see this more as an inline with a Florida or an Arizona effort and not necessarily custom fit to what the Commonwealth needs. Is that what I'm hearing? That's absolutely right. I really do think what Jason Miaros is doing is just taking a book out of Governor Ron DeSantis's playbook, as well as some other uh, national Republicans with greater ambitions who are using the idea of voter fraud as a way to rile up their base um, and as well as to potentially help Republicans uh, in future elections and, quite frankly, continue to erode trust between certain parts of our electorate and the government such that um, if Republicans want to contest the results of future elections, that there's ground for them, at least intellectually in their minds, to stand on. So I really do think that this is a bad faith effort on our uh, attorney general to make political grist out of something because, again, as the Commonwealth's attorney, we're responsible for prosecuting cases of election fraud. If there were real election fraud cases, I would know because I'm the prosecutor for the largest jurisdiction in the entire Commonwealth. They would have appeared before my desk. They haven't. Jason Miars is, is just using this for political ends. So you said there's been very little, if, if, if any, communication between uh, Miars' office and yours. Have you heard of other Commonwealth attorneys learning what this might mean for their office? Are people worried about pressure? Or is it really, I mean, you, you have no idea when this unit would work, what you might get. I mean, there's just very little. There's very little. I, of course, have not reached out to all other 120 Commonwealth attorneys uh, across, what have you the, been doing? across Virginia. Wait, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, every once in a while, we have some stuff in this courthouse that needs to get taken care of. Um <laughs> But I, you know, I regularly talk to some of my colleagues, um, and in my conversations with them, I have not heard that they were reached out to either. Hmm. So it really does strike me as this is a headline-grabbing thing. Our attorney general has been talking about the need for more resources uh, at the state legislature. He's been asking for, for, for more prosecutors. He's been asking for more staff. He's going to turn this into a 20-plus person unit. You know, if he has such a dearth of staffing, why would you take 20 or so of your personnel and have them chase ghosts, which is really what this whole unit is probably going to set up, be set up to do? I want to bring in your counterpart from Loudoun County, Commonwealth's attorney, Buddha Bibarai. And uh, Buddha, thank you so much for being here. We just heard from Steve Descano. He's heard very little from the attorney general's office on what this would mean as far as timing, when to expect cases. Have you had communication with Jason Miaris's office at all on this? No, we don't. We don't get consulted on these matters, so I don't expect to either. I wasn't really asking about consulting, though. I mean, you'd think that if there was an announcement and it would affect your office possibly to to prosecute any legitimate cases that come up. I mean, wouldn't you think that you would need to know the details of that? Uh, yes, definitely. Also, if there's a problem, we should be part of that partnership. 
to see what we can learn because we're on the ground level as to what is being complained of, what is being able to be established, and then what do we do uh, to address it if there is such a problem. Are you concerned at all um, about pressure from the Yunkin administration when it comes to this? Obviously, this thing is brand new. We don't know what cases, if any, are going to be brought um, to Loudoun County. But do you foresee pressure on your office coming from the governor or the AG? I think that's been their tactics as even the elections prior to their being uh, in office is that they've been trying to put a lot of pressure on the Northern Virginia prosecutors, especially Loudoun County and being very divisive. So I just see that as being par for the course for them. So you do think as well it's it's sort of a political move or do you think this is in good in good faith to you know make sure our election processes are safe? It's a political move. And I say it for this reason, when you start thinking about the resources that are being put into that, well, what is the data behind it to suggest that there is a problem? Can't we use our tax dollars a little bit differently and maybe more uh, positively to figure out how do we solve a problem that actually exists rather than just trying to take this uh, national level fear mongering that elections are being stolen and people are voting when they're dead and on and on. It's like, well, what is the proof? You know, it's again, it's very similar to uh, what we're seeing with the uh, way that they're processing the school uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Where it's this investigation. Well, what are you investigating? Like, what is the crime that's being alleged? But it's a it's a great um, position for them to be in to try to build their base and, and make people anxious about things that don't exist. Do you think, have you heard from any of your of the residents of Loudoun County? Is this confusing to people? Uh, definitely. I think that's what it is, because then everybody becomes uh, anxious about, does my vote count? You know, is somebody going to stop me from voting? Or do I have people who are voting on the uh, from the opposing side? that now are getting the advantage over me. So yeah, it creates a lot of uh, divisiveness in our community. That's the part that I wish people would understand in leadership. Mm-hmm. Don't pull these political stunts and not think that there's damage. Loudoun County Commonwealth Attorney Buddha Bibberai, thank you so much for your time. Thank you and you have a great afternoon. You too. We reached out again to Jason Miaris's office for response to the statements that both Commonwealth attorneys just made. And spokesperson Victoria La Civita says in part, quote, the attorney general does not need the permission of Mr. Descano or Ms. Biberai, nor are they the only Commonwealth attorneys in Virginia. In the process of creating a unit, our office worked with prosecutors, law enforcement and members of the election community. All right. And before we go, what would you do to win a Tesla? For this, we brought in... (laughs) What am I in this context? WTOP's senior. Senior avocado Tesla correspondent. Rick Massimo. Uh, Okay, so we are saying avocado Tesla. Why, Rick? Tell us what happened. Well, a fellow uh, from Elk Ridge, Maryland. Yeah. uh, uh, Has won a a Tesla that is, I'm staring at it right now. That's why I'm having a hard time (laughs) finishing the sentence. Uh, A Tesla that is wrapped in avocado green coloring with advertisements for avocados from Peru and for the grocery store chain Lidl. Right, because he won it from Lidl. He was one of like... Thousands is what it says. And this thing isn't just avocado green, guys. It looks like a mashed avocado. It looks like there's like dark and light green. It does look rather like a mashed avocado, one that has been sitting out for a little while, perhaps (laughs) even... It's on now. To be honest, it's it's one of those colors that I'm glad somebody has a car that's that color. It just wouldn't be me. No, although you know what, I would drive it. It's easy to find in a parking lot with the with the Lidl and uh, avocados from Peru. Well, I can't really do that as a journalist, can I? No. 
Well, you know, it's important to note that the uh, the Tesla is valued at fifty thousand dollars. I have an eyebrow raised when I say that, but <laughs> never mind. Uh, but my, you know, he's also he can take the wrapping off. Whoa, huge twist! Except he has to wait a year. Oh. Now I don't know whether there is something about how many miles he has to drive, because <laughs> if I had a two car garage. Well, okay. <laughs> Stash it for a year, and 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 then I'm good. Right. But you know, the, let's not let's not get too much the way that we're getting. I mean, we don't know we don't know what this fellow's automotive situation was. No, I mean see, that's perhaps... a really nice car. I mean, it's a really nice car. So if you don't have any car, even if you have a you know, even if you're like me, you have a Corolla LE. That's a major upgrade, man. Even if it's it's wrapped in avocado. What year is your car from? It's a 2009. 2009. Still chugging. That's 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 you got one of those new ones. I, <laughs> no, my my um, a family member, a young family member of mine, got in my car and said, "Is this a vintage car? Because it doesn't have a screen." Vintage. I was like, "No." So <laughs> no, I current I no, currently drive a 2003 Hyundai Elantra. I think 2003. 2003, and that's like you know that's one of the new ones. <laughs> like that's actually in the 2000s. I mean, my the cars the cars of my life go back to 1974, mm. and if you want to add in my father's car, that that would take us back to 1965. Back when avocado green cars were cool, by the way. I don't know if they were cool. <laughs> I'm not sure they were ever cool. They were oh, they I'm were dumb. out there. All right. Well, listen, I I am very happy for Jose Hieronimo Gabovich. That's I hope that's right. I hope that's right too, because he won. We got a Tesla Model 3. And we did not. No, we did not. He he had a good day. We did not. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We are brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, and follow us on social media where we'll be posting pictures of that car as well as other stuff from today. Uh, The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a good night.